0: Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV. What you're about to experience is a free, worldwide interactive broadcast from Ontario, Canada. We broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Get your questions in. Join the community chat room at www.category5.tv or email us at live at category5.tv. And now, let's begin. Here's your host, Robbie Ferguson.
1: Welcome to episode number 239 of Category 5 Technology TV. It's Tuesday, April the 17th, 2012.
0: It is. Yeah. How are you doing? I am great. In case you uh, weren't aware during the intro, I am the one in the 1970s spandex (gasps) Dancing Queen getup. That was me. I just saw that for the very first time just That's now. It's
1: amazing, <laughs> and I Thank had no idea that you were going to look so professional tonight. <laughs> I mean, coming in Aww. and you look so like businesswoman-like. So, what
0: a hoot. and then uh, and
1: then we, <laughs> we had that intro. That
0: so I funny. have a
1: question for you.
0: Yes, sir. Because
1: your your um, bride-to-be party
0: was yes. very
1: themed and decked out with the <laughs> 1976 bandits. <laughs> Where on earth? Seriously. Like, did you raid someone's closet who just can't let go?
0: No. This was a value village slash goodwill type find. So your thrift (laughs) store, my friend actually found it, and it was either that or a full piece onesie spandex. I think they were either like dance costumes or skating, figure skating outfits. That
1: could definitely be it. But
0: that's what it was. It wasn't like my Aunt Ida's closet or anything. (laughs) I wish. That would have been a better story. Borrowed it from (laughs) mum. That would have been a better story, but no, no, it's like a thrift store purchase, but yeah.
1: Wow. Pyrus Rock actually made it. Wow. You realize that we're talking about her spandex outfit, right?
0: I had no idea. You were such a seamster. Yep. (laughs) That's hilarious. Nice to see everybody. Greetings, everyone in the chat room. Big
1: news for Agamoto.
0: Huge news! Agamoto got a new job. A now, new job. We're a little concerned that this may take you away from your your live interaction and viewership, but puppy face. Having a new job is pretty fabulous, and we know that we will definitely catch up with you whenever we can. Yeah. So congratulations, though so, that's awesome.
1: Congratulations! He's got the night off though, so he's joining us tonight. Nice to have you here. Mm-hmm. Thanks.
0: And everyone else in the chat room. Mm -hmm. Lots of cool friends, people joining us from around the world. Literally. Quite literally. Nice to see you. And we've got lots coming up in the show. I'm just going to tell you a little something something that's coming up in the newsroom. Kubuntu will carry on despite being dropped by Canonical. NASA is hoping to hand routine trips over to the private sector starting at the end of this month. Google has been charged after holding up the investigation into Street View's collection of Wi-Fi data. And lastly, the first batch of Raspberry Pi computers is being issued to users. Stick around, because these stories are coming up later in our show.
1: That's cool. Excited Mm -hmm. about Raspberry Pi. $25 little mini computer. That's really cute. That can fit into a little box.
0: I would love that. So cool. Very cool. So
1: cool. Speaking of worldwide, we love receiving your postcards. And uh, we received one today we from did. Malaysia.
0: Malaysia. I'm just going to zoom is. in so you can see. Look at that beach.
1: Oh, oh beautiful.
0: Wish I were there.
1: Wish I was With there. With
0: you, Invincible Mutants, who sent us this postcard, which reads, Hi, Robbie and gang. This is a some of the snail mail postcards that you have been expecting. It is figuring out. Oh, this photo is one of the um, white, fine, sandy beaches in the all year round summer Malaysia. He says, Smell it. Does it smell like Malaysia or rainforests? Yes, I think it does. A little bit. <laughs> Along with this, I express my gratitude to Robbie and the gang for giving support to the Linux community and evangelizing free software. You have done a good job for the community. Oops, to be precise, the world. (laughs) As Ubuntu suggests, it is for humans. Thanks for the humanitarian work hosting the TV show For Humans. Again, thanks for the prizes and thank you, Drawbot, for drawing me twice. It is nice to know you all as the best human species on earth. Keep up the good job. (laughs) The world appreciates your effort.
1: That's one of those cards where you don't want to say thank you for sending it because it's like thank you for the thank you for the thank you for the thank you. Thank you you
0: for thanking me for thanking you.
1: But thank you for the thank you. And thank you for the card. We appreciate it it very much. We would love to receive your postcard. All you have to do is uh, snail mail it to us, Category 5 Technology TV, P.O. Box 29009, Barrie, Ontario, Canada. L4N7W7. And thank you to everyone who has sent in their postcard so far. And I was saying to Hillary just before the show that the, the stack is getting... It's growing. ...quite large.
0: Look at our collection. Uh, you can't even see my face. <laughs> it's a lot. I
1: couldn't even fan it. That's, that's how it's many are there. pretty
0: exciting.
1: Yeah. So send yours in. Please. We'd love to receive it. And we will give you a hundred viewer points.
0: Ooh la la.
1: There's so many of them. I'm, I'm dropping them everywhere. <laughs> it's falling everywhere
0: now if you haven't had a chance to get to the post office by a stamp or whatever but your computer is nearby you can drop us a little note via viewer testimonials on our website i have one here coming to us from cybersmurf which reads hi robbie i had the chance to watch eric's performance today and i really enjoyed it thanks for uploading it tell eric he should put more of his music on the web He's a really gifted musician, and I'm sure he would eventually grow quite a following. Hmm. Just for grins, I also watched episode one of Category 5 TV. Cat5 TV certainly (laughs) has come a long way in four years, but you had a real knack for the interactive live on-air instruction (laughs) right from the start. The first question on episode one was, what do I need to broadcast on the Internet? It was great to compare your response then with your studio Your response then to your um, studio tour that we just recently did in episode 236.
1: Yeah, a lot changes in five years, eh?
0: Pretty crazy. You have bootstrapped and probably pioneered quite an impressive operation technically and organizationally. I really enjoy how you have maintained the welcoming, community-oriented culture in the whole production. Very impressive. Few people have both the technical skills and the human touch that you exude. Thanks again from CyberSmurf.
1: Yeah, thanks, Cybersmurf. It's very nice. Appreciate your, your so testimonial. So
0: fun. Also have another one here coming to us from Kai.
1: Hey, Kai.
0: I, have, uh, I watched the show of Eric's and loved his performance. His music is so amazing that I would love hmm. to hear more of him. I hope to see more of this um, in further episodes because it's super fun. Best regards from Kai. Awesome. So what is this? this? Eric, Eric- is two for two. What
1: are they? A couple of weeks ago, Eric actually picked up his guitar and and performed live on the show. Live. You have to check it out. You can uh, head on over to cat slash Eric for the MP3s. Very cool. Hint, hint Um We appreciate your viewer testimonials. You can send them in on our website. Go to category5.tv, click on interact, and uh, you'll see viewer testimonials right there mm-hmm. on the menu. And we love to receive those. It's really uplifting to hear how you love the show, what you've been taken away from it. And of course, we love to uh, hear from all of our wonderful viewers from all around the world as well. And uh, this week, now we've, we've introduced the Category 5, I call it the cat phone, Category 5 <laughs> cat telephone. telephone line. It's 2545- Cat Five TV, and we have received a couple of voicemail this week. Cool. Uh, we've got one Hi, here. Hi, guys at Cat Five. This is Brian Murray in Edinburgh. Just a little follow-up on last week. You showed my picture, which I sent you,
0: of me watching you guys on an iPad two. Yes, it was an iPad two in my van one night. I work night shifts. Um,
1: yes, I'm a bit of an Apple fanboy now. Been into <laughs> Linux since 2007, but I'm also now dual booting and playing around with uh, OS X on a Mac Pro, oh. an iMac, and I've actually got an iPhone 4S, which I'm recording this voice memo on just now. <laughs> so uh, Mac and Linux, both Unix, of course. And uh, that's about it from Brian Murray in Edinburgh, F- Scotland, of course. Uh, thank you. Bye. Cheers. Thanks for the message, Brian. <laughs> uh, also, Smitty uh left us a voicemail this week.
0: Hey, Robbie. Uh, uh, my name is Michael Smith. Uh, username, smithy Smith. Anyway, uh, I'm just kind of bored on a Saturday <laughs> night and uh, poking on the Internet. And uh, I've had the, the number and just curious what it would do. Anyway, uh, that's kind of it. Um, we'll catch you next Tuesday at 7 p.m. All right, cool, dude. And thank you very much
1: for everything. Later. Thanks, Smitty Smith. Uh, so we love receiving your voicemail. Yeah. And and just so you know, Smitty Smith was well. He was wondering, you know, well, what happens if I pick up the phone and dial this number? Uh, it <laughs> rang on my iPod Touch, standing up in the kitchen as I was doing a stir fry or some <laughs> crazy thing. And I was just about to grab it, and I just missed it. So there you have it. We, we were this close to connecting. Uh, but I'd love to receive your questions mm. via voicemail. If you'd like to uh, leave us a voicemail, sure. give us a call, 2545-CAT5-TV.
0: Very cool. cool.
1: Thanks. We have to take a really, really quick break. We're going to be right back after this. Stick around. At Eco Alkalines, we believe you should be able to trust your batteries not just here, but here, here, and here. But with one exception, you should also be able to trust your batteries here. EcoAlkalines are the world's first and only certified carbon-neutral battery manufactured to the highest standards of recycling and quality without any trace amounts of harmful chemicals like mercury, lead, or cadmium. EcoAlkalines provide performance that rivals leading national alkaline battery brands at a comparable price. Find out more about the EcoAlkalines difference. EcoAlkalines.com
0: You're watching Category 5 TV, and it is a member of the Tech podcast network if it's tech it's here
1: right here Viewer questions we love to receive them live at category5.tv is our email address if you want to send us an email join us in the chat room going to do my best to keep up with the chat room uh, and certainly while I'm answering questions mm-hmm. uh, Hillary will be keeping an eye there as well so let's get things uh, let's get things started
0: Alrighty. love getting your questions I've
1: been very impressed with your questions this week lots of uh, kind comments as well thank you very much
0: All right. First email of the night. Coming to us from Pyros Rock. Hey, Pyros Rock. Hey, Robbie. Is it possible to have my external IP on my panel or desktop so I can see it easily without going to a website like IP Chicken to find out what it is? Love the show. Keep it up. P.S. Wow, V3 (laughs) is fast, even on my phone. Enough said.
1: Hey, V3 is the brand new Category 5 website launching July 1st. Ooh. And it is very fast. It's entirely driven cool. by a content distribution network. So no matter where you are in the world, it's going to be using a server as close as possible to wow. your physical location. Interesting, Interesting super fast, super feature packed. And I appreciate the comment. Glad to hear that it's working very, very well for you. Obviously, on the beta team, people will start saying, well, how do I get to see this website? <laughs> well, you've got to be a part of the beta. And the beta is now a closed beta. There are no uh, more openings. So mm. uh, unfortunately, you're just going to have to wait until July 1st but it's an, it's going to be a very exciting day. <laughs> awesome. Okay, well, so we want to put an IP address on our like our desktop or something. Yes. So without having to yeah, I mean that would be kind of handy wouldn't it? I, because your system's IP address is simply your IP address for your computer on your internal network so typically what you could do is go over to google.ca or google.com or whatever i'm just using google as the example because google's got a pretty good api and you could type what is my ip and it actually shows you here your public ip address is and it gives you your ip address hey quit trying to ping me (laughs) now that you know so (laughs) what you can do let's let's do things a little bit differently let's bring up a different website Uh, We're going to actually tap into uh, external IPs.
0: Oh, my gosh. (laughs) What on earth? That is so ridiculous. He's just (laughs) dropping all these bombs on me. Like, I don't know about this ahead of time. I'm just, like, looking at my periphery, and I see myself as a super flying space. Crazy.
1: (laughs) Hillary, quit trying to distract the people. Sorry. We're heading over to (laughs) externalIP.net. (laughs) So you see my IP address. There it is. Same sort of idea. But, of course, this is uh, useless information because there's so much content here. There's so much stuff. So what we do is we click on need an API at externalip.net. It goes into a little bit of an explanation there. And then you see how to retrieve the external IP. Click on there. And then it just gives you an empty. All it is is a text file with just your IP address. So copy that URL. And let's create a script. Let's uh well, let's just throw something up on our desktop here. I'm going to create a new script. I'm just going to create an empty file and let's call this uh, ip get. All right. Bring that up. We're going to do a little bit of coding here. And we're going to go bin bash and we're going to go wget -O And we're going to throw this in your temp folder. Uh, We'll call it myip.txt. So dash O, capital O, is telling it that I'm outputting a file by this file name. So I've gone dash O slash TMP slash myip.txt from the address that I have in my clipboard. Okay, So that's what it's going to grab. So next up, okay, let's run that script just so that you can see what happens. I'm going to save that, go to my terminal. Oh. <laughs> i got these new keyboards, and the <laughs> alt key is literally in the wrong spot. The slash is where the alt is supposed to be. Okay, CD Desktop with a capital D. There we go. Okay, so now I want to go CH mod plus x for executable, and then the name of the script that I created was ipget. So now I can run it. So now I can go dot .slash ipget. Now you see what it's done is it's... Downloaded my IP address from that API and it saved it to tmp myip.txt. So now if I go gedit tmp myip.txt, you'll see that that is now a text file that has just my IP address. So let's take our script a little bit further. We're going to go, uh, let's go echo because what I'm thinking immediately, of course, is I, I want to do something with conky okay so we're going to now take that text file and we're going to create a conky a uh text output configuration file so this is assuming you don't already use conky and that's and if you already do use conky then you probably know how to do it anyways but so what we're going to do is we're going to create a base conky file i'm going to go echo text all caps and i'm going to go single pipe okay We're going to create a new file or overwrite an existing file. We're going to call this conky.conf in my temp folder because it's going to be created every couple minutes or whatever by my cron job. We're going to create a cron job. Then I'm going to go cat, which means I'm going to find out the contents of this file, tmp, myip.txt. And now I'm doing a double pipe because I'm going to now append to tmp, conky.conf. So I'm going to save that. And I'm going to run that script again. Okay, so now if I go gedit tmp conky.conf, you'll see that file now contains the word text on the first line and then my IP address on the second line. So I have therefore created a conky script file automatically from this Bosch script. So now Let's close out all of that because it's done. We're going to go crontab-e. We're going to edit our cron table, which is to say basically the equivalent of a Windows uh, scheduled task. We're going to schedule something to happen on a recurring basis. So here in crontab-e, I'm doing it through nano because that's my preferred editor uh, when working in, in terminal. So you can set on which minute so you could go star divided by 15 to do every 15 minutes asterisk for every hour asterisk for every day of the month asterisk for every month and asterisk for every day of the week and then wherever you put that script so in my case it's home demo desktop slash uh and then it was ip get okay so that's my cron job to run every 15 minutes. Find out more about using cron, uh, and you can do more with this. If you want, you can just set it to a static setting like that, and that's going to run every, uh, ev- once an hour, and it's going to run every hour of every day, but it's only going to run on the 30th minute. So it's going to be at 1.30, 2.30, 3.30, etc. So instead, by going like that, I'm running every 15 minutes, which means 1, 1.15, 1.30, 1.45, etc. OK? So now I can save that by going control O. That's my write out for my cron job and then hit control X and you'll see that it's instru- installed the new cron job and it's good to go. So now every 15 minutes it's going to run that script and it's going to regenerate that tmp/conky.conf. So now I can I'm going to close this just so that you can see my desktop. I'm going to go back to slash /tmp and I'm going to run conky -c conky.conf. Now, okay, I don't have Conky installed, so watch this. What we're going to do is we're going to install that. I'm going to move on to a clean desktop just so that the chat room isn't confusing things there. Okay. sudo apt get install Conky. Enter your password. Let her go. Conky is like a uh, kind of like a desktop widget. Hmm. kind of system, kind of text-based. It allows you to display system stats, or in this case, we're going to display a text file, for example, on our desktop. Um, so very cool stuff. Hmm. So now that I've installed that, as simple as that, remember, I didn't have to find the website or anything. I just used AppGet because I'm on a Debian-based system. I'm going to run that again, conky-c, and then conky.conf, because remember, I'm already in slash TMP. Oop. You could, if you want, just specify slash TMP, which is probably better form. Uh, Just so that it's not uh, hard to replicate in your system. So now when I run that, there you go. There's my IP address on the desktop. And that's going to automatically see how it's refreshing? Just Mm. disappeared. So it's kind of flashing, but uh, it's going to automatically refresh by that cron job every 15 minutes. Okay? You can uh, set up your conkey however you want. That's a very, very basic. Conky script just to grab my IP address, save it to a file, create a conky file from that, and then run conky. So now you've got the cron job running, so the cron job is going to run every 15 minutes, regardless of when you reboot or whatever. Uh, it's going to run every 15 minutes. So then you need to start conky. So perhaps you might want to add that as an auto start application, and of course in Linux you'll do that on your uh, system. Administration. Uh, Maybe it's under preferences, actually. I think it is. Startup applications. That's right. System preferences, startup applications. And here we go add. We can call this conky. And we can give that command exactly as I did there because I included the slash TMP, right? So now I go conky-c, TMP, conky.conf. Add that. And now my system is ready to, every time I reboot, I've got that IP Hmm. address on my desktop. Thank you very much for your question, and thanks for sending it into Category 5.
0: Thank you very much.
1: hope well, that is uh, basically what you're looking for. That's one way.
0: <laughs> Works. Works for me. Yeah. Um, amidst all of this discussion, mm-hmm. we've been having some questions in the chat room. Excellent. So, one coming to us from Golf Geo saying he's having some problems with uh, i'm having some problems talking <laughs> he's having some problems with my real tech rt l8139d network card some of my latest purchases include a net rom boot menu how do i get rid of it or what versions of the chip have the boot menu and what versions do not
1: so you're trying to boot from lan is that what i follow i'm i'm afraid i don't what is the problem? You mentioned that you're having some problems with the the chip.
0: They've been kind of talking in the chat room a oh, okay. little bit about it. There's but probably
1: more conversation to that. Maybe. So, uh, I don't know. Fully. I think we should leave that one to the chat room just because okay. it sounds like... I, I, I hope that the chat room is helping you out. Was that Pyrus Rock?
0: No, that or was from
1: Golf Geo. Oh, Golf Geo. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, let me know if the chat room is, is able to help. Uh, probably best with something like that. Pop me an email live at category5.tv just so that I can maybe communicate. If necessary, I might be able to communicate back and forth with you a couple times because it sounds like that's specific to a piece of hardware and I'm not Perhaps. quite sure what your question is mm. about what, what it is you're trying to do and what you're unable to do. So, okay. Uh, all right.
0: Sounds good to me. Um, Pyros Rock did have a question, though, oh, okay. however. Yep. He did say, um, how do I add what pulse to boot in Ubuntu?
1: Oh. What pulse is uh, a tool that allows you to track every keystroke, every mouse movement, all oh, this stuff. Wow. So, So you can basically see how many kilometers you've moved your mouse, how many times you've clicked it, how many That's key presses you've clicked. It also allows you to see and i'm using what pulse at at my office oh okay because what it allows me to see is it allows me to see in a in a graphical representation what keys i use the most so i can really mm. get a sense for well, okay, I really don't use these keys over here, but I really am hardcore using these ones, so maybe that's why I'm having problems you know, with, with my hand hurting or whatever at the end ah, of the day. So well, then cool. I'm okay. looking at that, and I'm saying, okay, now what would this look like under Dvorak Layout? So I'm using that what pulse data to, to figure out what is going to be the best Wow keyboard layout for me i'm so used to qwerty but i'm i'm wanting to switch so interesting so but what pulse really at, at its core is just it keeps track of how many times you click and it's it's kind of fun you might have seen me on facebook or twitter a couple times where it says i i have clicked
0: yeah six
1: hundred thousand clicks i never in the past. got
0: it before but now that makes a little bit more sense okay. to me
1: I, i'm gonna what? head over to cat5.tv yeah. slash pulse and when you go there, this is actually uh, taking you to the Category 5 TV team. And you'll see we've got Garby, myself, Pyrus Rock, Crucial Tortoise, and GDog1985. Nice to have you guys as a part of the team. Uh, and you can join the team. It's free software, and uh, this will let you uh, join in. So if I click on my name. Now, Garby's in the lead right now as far as our team goes. But you can see that um, my, li- my Linux system is the red. So I'm pretty much exclusively li- using Linux and, uh, and sometimes using Windows with the green. So here's my Debian system, 573,000, pardon me, uh, keystrokes. Wow. <coughs> and that's uh, since I joined just end of March kind of time. So wow. with that software, very, very cool stuff. You can see graphs of your computer usage and things like that. Uh, and like I say, you can see what keys you use the most. It's very cool. It's all web-based. And so in order to get that to auto-start, there's a little bit of a trick to it. I'm going to bring up my auto-start applications here. I guess we reminded them of the question because uh, we were talking about auto-starting. I'm going to go back to my startup applications. And uh, I actually I don't think I have Pulse running on this system. No, I don't because, because I use Synergy. Oh. And unfortunately, here's the sad thing. I don't have a keyboard plugged into my computer because I've got the studio. And if you're watching Backstage Pass, you know that... <laughs> uh, I'm not going to have this many keyboards in front of me. I've got no. one keyboard, one mouse. And Synergy is a brilliant tool that lets me share that keyboard and mouse with all of my computers in front of me. Right, So cool. multiple cool. computers, and I drag them across from one screen to the other. But unfortunately, that makes it so WhatPulse doesn't work. So it, you have to be using the actual physical keyboard, install it on your laptop, your desktop, things like that. So in your system, when you create a WhatPulse Pulse. Um, Auto start. You're obviously, you've got a, a wet pulse working. You've been you've been pulsing. So, uh, wet pulse. Of course, you can get if you go to slash pulse you'll be able to download the free software for Windows, Mac, or Linux. the The trick is, here's the thing. By default, you're probably going to say, "Okay, well, I want to go." You know, home slash demo slash scripts is where I saved it, and then wet pulse is the name of the file with capital W, capital P, okay? So wherever you save that script to. I'll zoom in a little bit just in case you're in a a lower resolution for you. But the problem with that is that auto-start applications take place a little bit before your desktop is finished loading. And what Pulse says, okay, well, I can't load because the desktop hasn't loaded and I don't have access to the keyboard and mouse. So what you need to do is you need to go sleep 30 ampersand ampersand, Just before that command, what that's going to tell it is, when I boot my system, when I log into my system, now I want you to wait 30 seconds. That's what sleep 30 means, and then ampersand ampersand means, and then run the script. So that way, it gives your desktop environment enough time to boot up and run, uh, but then uh, then it loads what pulse, and at that point, you should have absolutely no trouble. It's going to work just fine for you. So a little bit of a trick. When it comes to setting it up to auto run in Linux, but very simple as you can see. Uh, Windows, uh, of course, has just a little checkbox that says auto start, and that's cool. Uh, Linux works just a little bit differently. So, good luck, and we hope to see your pulses at dot TV slash Pulse.
0: <laughs> very cool. Thank
1: you for the question. Yeah,
0: I did not know you could do that.
1: It's very neat.
0: I never, I yeah. never considered it firstly, but I didn't know. Yeah, whenever I saw posts, how do you know you did 6,000 clickies today? Right. I'm like, what on earth is he talking about? Well, and like
1: (laughs) I say, it it won't allow me to use Synergy because it sees that as an opportunity for someone to develop software Hmm. that will trick it into logging keystrokes that didn't actually happen. So in order to avoid people hacking the system, they've said, no, I'm sorry, we're not going to support Synergy.
0: Makes sense.
1: It does, but it's too bad for me because (laughs) I tell you. I've typed a lot more than that. I do all my V3 programming on a Synergy-based system. So all of the new website programming Mm -hmm. is happening here and doesn't get logged. But what can you do? Oh, wow. I thought about buying a second keyboard, but that would just be dumb.
0: (laughs) There's, like, no room. (laughs) Can you
1: imagine? Just keyboards keyboards all around me. Yeah.
0: That's pretty funny.
1: You know what I'm talking about.
0: (laughs) That's hilarious.
1: Yep. Well, you know what time it is.
0: News time, news time It's time for the news (laughs) My new song. Here are the top stories from the Category 5.TV newsroom Kubuntu, the version of Ubuntu Linux that uses the KDE desktop interface rather than the standard Unity desktop, has a new sponsor Open source outfit Blue Systems will take over the project after Ubuntu sponsor Canonical said it would no longer pay for the development work on Kubuntu Jonathan Riddell, lead developer for Kubuntu, said in a blog post, Canonical needs to make money, and after dropping support for GNOME, support for KDE couldn't be far behind, referring to the two desktop interfaces dropped from the Ubuntu project. With the newfound sponsorship, Riddell says Kubuntu will soon branch out into ARM chips, the low power processors that power many smartphones and tablets. He even hinted that Kubuntu could be transformed into a server operating system. Blue system sponsors open other open source projects such as Netrunner and Linux Mint.
1: Oh, cool. That's very good.
0: Very cool. The first cargo resupply mission to the space station to be carried out by a commercial operator is likely to be on April 30th, the U.S. Space Agency, says. The flight of the unmanned Dragon Freighter is supposed to be just a demonstration, but its success would mark a new era in spaceflight. NASA is keen to hand off routine space transportation to the private sector, both for cargo and crew. The upcoming mission will be performed by the SpaceX Company of California. You may remember our report in 2010 that Google Street View cars had reportedly logged unsecured Wi-Fi data. Well, here's an update. As the FCC said, Google deliberately impeded and delayed the investigation. Google has now been fined $25,000 after U.S. authorities found the Internet giant stalled the investigation into its Street View mapping feature. According to the FCC, information gathered by passing Street View cars in more than 30 countries included passwords, emails, and other data that was being transmitted wirelessly over unprotected routers. The FCC said it still had significant factual questions about the Street View project that have not been yet answered. <clears throat> and they subpoenaed a Google engineer who developed the software that Google used to collect the data. The unnamed engineer invoked his Fifth Amendment rights against incriminating himself, so that he would not have to testify.
1: Dear me, <laughs> doesn't it seem to me it, like it seems to me like twenty-five thousand dollars to the big G? Duh,
0: yeah, is no like, big deal. That's pocket. Yeah, eh,
1: whatever. Here you go.
0: <laughs> no biggie.
1: I hope that they're still pursuing this. I mean, it's kind of scary stuff. We've talked about it in the past about having an open Wi-Fi network. Very dangerous stuff. Or connecting. Taking your device to a hotspot and connecting over an open Wi-Fi. Crazy. Very, very dangerous because it can be picked up by the Google Streetcar Mm -hmm. as well as other people. Yeah.
0: And lastly, a group of school children in Leeds are the first to get their hands on production models of the Raspberry Pi bare-bones computer costing only 16 pounds the tiny computer has been designed to inspire anyone especially children to get started with computer programming the pi is built around the arm arm chip that is used in the vast majority of mobile phones it runs one version of the linux operating system and uses sd cards as its storage medium you can get so the full nice. stories online at Category5.tv slash Newsroom. The Category5.tv Newsroom is researched by Roy W. Nash with contributions from our community of viewers. If you have a story you think is worthy of honor or mention, send us an email at newsroom at Category5.tv. For the Category5.tv Newsroom, I'm Hillary Rumble.
1: Thank you, Hillary. Tonight uh, the show is brought to you in part by Cordery Electric Uh, You can find them online, CorderyElectric.com. They're the official electrical company of Category 5 Technology TV. Also, GardengateFarms.com for certified organic broccoli sprout and wheatgrass juice. Visit them at GardengateFarms.com. This is Category 5 Technology TV. I'm your host, Robbie Ferguson.
0: I'm Hillary Rumble.
1: Always a pleasure to have you here.
0: (laughs) Thank you. It's always fun to be here. Yeah. I never know what will happen or what Robbie will do to potentially embarrass me in front of the World Wide Web. So, it's great.
1: You're the one who wore the spandex.
0: I know. It's my own fault. I should have seen this coming.
1: (laughs) I need to to thank your friend who said on Facebook, yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be talking
0: to her later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Coming for you.
1: (laughs) Hey, uh, we've got a company that is going to be doing some printing for us. And they're going to be doing USB flash drives. So, my question for our viewers is, well, one, would you be interested in a USB flash drive? Now, we've got our fifth anniversary party coming up. We do. I'm very excited about that. <laughs> but I want to be able to hand something out. I want to be able to have prizes that are branded to Category 5 for TV. Sure. And so we've got this company that is going to uh, do that for us. Fantastic stuff. And so they sent us a, a bunch of demos, and they said, here's here's what they mm-hmm. can look like. Mm-hmm. So we've got a couple to look at here. I'm giving you the chance to decide, all right?
0: Put so out So here's
1: one here. And actually, what I'll do... I'll hop up over here Uh, and I can... Oh, good idea. Yeah. Let's see. There we go. Oh, yeah. All right. So this one, you know, how cool is that? One of the things that we're looking for is a flash drive that does not have any parts that can be lost. So the ones that, you know, you pull a lid off and then what do you do with the lid? Not too keen on that. So we're going to call that the uh, the flip out one. All right. Get on to Backstage Pass because that's how you're going to vote for what one you like. That's a USB key. Now, of course, it's going to have the Category 5 Technology TV logo on it. Next up, I kind of thought this was cool. It's kind of weird looking. But here's the thing is it doubles as a (sighs) flashlight.
0: Double whammy. Yeah.
1: So it goes on your keychain, right? It's a flashlight. And it's a USB. So you plug that into your computer and there you go. Yeah, kind of cool. The thing I don't like about that is that it's a round printed picture that goes in there. Kind of hard to me to read that. Very, very, very small text not too sure about that aspect of it next up we've got the pleather one I I really kinda like the design of this it's you can see that it's very well built very solid it's like a stainless steel kinda feel to it and that magnetically sucks itself in and locks itself it's got a color logo on that side and a stamp on the other side Mm. so we can have our logo and the hacker guy kinda thing and that of course becomes a keychain as well Very cool. that's pleather and then we've got this guy, which I really like. Not in orange, but if we were to get this in black, we can get this with our logo printed across it. And here's what's cool. It's like a pen. It just kind of pops in and out. There you are. Mm. Hillary. what are your thoughts as far as, you know, which one is the well,
0: one? Well, Robbie, I do like the clickety-click yeah, of clickety-click this. Yeah, clickety-click is kind of cool. I like that it keeps it safe. Yeah. I do like that.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. And no missing... No parts to lose. Yes. Yeah.
0: This bad boy, doubling as a flashlight, I think is very cool. But mm-hmm. this concerns me that this is kind of exposed like that. You know what I mean?
1: Well, but you would tuck it in, right? Does it feel like it's protected? Or you mean the... Oh, like you could the, plug it in either way. Like you could put it in upside down without knowing.
0: Yeah. Like I just... I don't... Mm-hmm. That, it, you know, maybe that's just me. Mm-hmm. This one, I actually... Um, one of the camps I work for ordered these with our logo on them. Oh, okay. But this plastic You'll piece, need to hold
1: it up a little bit sorry, just cuz the Sorry is, world. Yeah.
0: This plastic piece eventually kind of snaps off and then like all of the wires and hardware were exposed. So I didn't really like that.
1: Oh, really? It actually physically breaks?
0: Yeah. But again, maybe that's just me rough housing Yeah, you're pretty things. rough with
1: your stuff. Yeah, we're, we're going to we'll, talk about we're that. We're going to explain later. that in a minute, we're gonna but
0: uh I don't know. I kind of like this one. I feel like the, the pleather. We're about here
1: as far as you can sorry, see.
0: Sorry. I wasn't looking at myself. Yeah. The pleather bad boy. I like that. I think that's very, classy. Very classy. So I don't know. I mean, there's lots of good options. It's <laughs> just too difficult to decide. Uh, I don't know. All right. One. What do you
1: think, folks? Click. Backstage pass tells us that I they like know. the uh, the pen click style as well.
0: Clicky, yeah. Yeah. It like, keeps it safe. Cool.
1: I, I would get a black one and I would put our logo on that. So... It looks like that is the uh, final say. Now, oh, oh, Pleather is kind of creeping its way up there. All right, we'll let that poll go for a few more minutes, and uh, and we'll look at that at the end of the show and make our final decision. So thanks for your... Sounds good. Yeah, people in the chat room also saying, pen click, pen click. How cool is that? So what are we talking about, you being rough with your stuff?
0: Uh, I don't know if it's just me or that I usually... No, it's just you. Okay, it's just me. Sometimes... I break stuff. You may recall that I killed my fiance's laptop, which Robbie managed to save, by the way.
1: Hey, how's it working? It's great.
0: No, it's perfect.
1: Excellent. Yay.
0: Good. Um, And so sometimes, I don't know, I just break stuff. So I'm just minding my own business, moving around, talking on the phone, you know, when you're like fiddling around, doing stuff. You don't get
1: busy doing stuff, do you?
0: Oh, I do. (laughs) I drop my phone. I've dropped this phone countless times. Countless. Oh. The back falls off and the battery pops out. No big deal. No big deal. Well, look what I did. Oh look my. at this. It is shattered. It is completely shattered. But it still works. So what? So I'm using it's it. It's like, it's destroyed. It is. No way. It Okay, it works and it's a touch screen. <laughs> so I can still like navigate and touch stuff on it, but... If one of these little shards falls out, then it will yeah. totally it die, and I'll probably cut my finger.
1: You, well, you, I would think, because you're, you're rubbing your finger I over am. top of a surface not, that's all, like, shattered. It's not,
0: like, smooth. Like, there's definitely some pointy bits. But what am I oh. to do? I'm not forking out 400 bucks to get new top of line phone. I'm waiting till my contract ends, <laughs> and then I will get a new oh, one.
1: Oh, dear. That's so, terrible. So, yeah,
0: I'm kind of a spaz, and I killed this.
1: I have a protective casing on this guy. I guess that one, it's it's a little larger, right? It's, it's a little tougher. It's
0: bulky. To it's thick, and, and it's yeah. just the slidey side. Well, oh, that's all right. So it's like that's a good why. device,
1: but HTC, that's a nice uh, Android. It is an Android
0: man. phone. It yeah. is.
1: So I want to show you something really, really cool. I mean, how many times have you, you know, you want to plug in a set of speakers, right, to your phone because you listen to music on oh, it. This probably yep. has a headphone output.
0: I believe it somewhere. does. Oh. well, how do you? Yeah, uh, it doesn't. Oh, I thought it did. So
1: how, how does it, how do you listen to this with headphones? Oh, there is no headphone output. I don't see that's a horse of a different color. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. I well, want that's it, even better. This has a, mine here. I mean, I've got this, and I, I've got a docking no, station, no, and that's great. Or I can plug into the headphone jack and then run a wire to the speakers, and you know, do this and hope nobody trips over it. And it's <laughs> it's it's so old school.
0: So old school.
1: Mm. Ifrogs.com has brought out the Boost speaker. This is Ooh, the coolest cool. thing. This uses magic—magic, magic. real bona fide magic. It's scary stuff, you know. Mm. It takes three D double A batteries to do it. <laughs> no, the Boost is—it uses uh, what they call near FA, near which FA. is uh, near field audio, I believe. But uh, basically, you get your device close to this device. And all of a sudden, with no Wi-Fi, with no Bluetooth, with no wires, with no connection, with no syncing, with no uh, pairing or anything, it works. I'm going to demonstrate this for you. It's the Boost from ifrogs.com. And that's with a Z or a Z for those of you. This is what it looks like. Hmm. There you are. Battery compartment in the bottom takes three AA batteries. Ecoalkalines for the win. (laughs) Okay, here we go. There we go. I like that. It's, it's just a little box yeah, like the size of an iPod little boot or something. Box. Yeah, there we go. So, let's let's take a look. I've got my iPod Touch. This is going to uh, this is crazy stuff. Sign on to my Excited. iPod here. And if you want to get some music ready on your yeah, device. Yeah,
0: sure. Providing it i I just got a uh,
1: radio station here. Yeah, if it works. Okay. I've got Shoutcast up. And you know Whoa. that the internal speaker on these things are terrible. Like, how does that sound?
0: It's not very loud. You can't
1: hear it. It's super Barely quiet. can hear it. Watch this.
0: Whoa. Magic. That's cool.
1: Okay, now you brought in your device. I did. We've never hooked it up before. we've, no, never, we've paired never tried it. it. We haven't okay, tried it. Let's see. This is risky. Okay,
0: so I'll push play.
1: That sounds just as bad as my iPod.
0: Yeah, it's pretty fun.
1: Come on, iFunk. Now.
0: Now my phone is funk, so this could also. Sure, sure.
1: Affect it is too. Hmm.
0: Uh. Is it supposed to be allowed to work on phones, or is it for? Yeah. Like the. Oh. Well, maybe my phone isn't the Here most we reliable.
1: Well. And that was a risk that, we, that I wanted to take live on the air. Is Will it work with all devices? Because here the box says, and it specifically says, that it's for iDevices. Apple's iDevices. Mm. That said, I held my phone up to it, because it has a speaker, oh. and it worked. So this particular device, yours, for some, something about it, is not compatible.
0: I wonder why.
1: But compatibility goes. Uh, it is, promises to work with your Uh, iPhone, iDevice, things like that. Hmm. I've got an iPod Touch. And you see that when I push play here, it's pretty impressive.
0: That is cool. It works. It definitely works.
1: But nothing from the HTC, eh?
0: No. I don't know. Like, I put the airplane mode on my phone.
1: I don't think that should make a So that shouldn't
0: affect it. Like, it's not like it's a signal thing. It's a sound thing.
1: I get a little bit of a buzz. So if you have an HTC, I would say this probably is not a device that's gonna work for it you. Be. However, if you're an iDevice user, or you know, certainly go to their website, see what, what devices they have tested with. That's how well it works.
0: It does work. That's cool. That's really cool.
1: Six months of standby time. Hmm. On three AA batteries. I think it's it's very, very cool. Yeah. But you do have to have a device as you see here that is pardon me going to be compatible with it. Let's take a look ifrogs.com yeah, let's i Check it out. Frogs with a z.com. Hmm. And on that website what you want to look for this device is called the Boost. So check it out ifrogs.com with a z. This is category 5 technology TV and I'm your host Robbie Ferguson.
0: I'm Hillary Rumble, breaker of technology. <laughs> I break <laughs> it, he fixes it. It's great, it worked for me. Fabulous,
1: they've got quite a few cool Lots devices. Of different
0: stuff.
1: Yeah. Hey, do we have any more uh, viewer questions? Oh, I'd love to, yes, uh, we do jump into one or two.
0: Certainly, this comes to us from Ron Smith. Hey, Ron, hi, Robbie, and co hosts. Update I finished my install of my headless virtual box server to use my. Or, sorry, to use Zorinos. Okay. I had a video driver issues with Debian.
1: Zorin OS, we'll, we'll just correct just so that people Oh. Zorinos.
0: <laughs> sorry, I see it now. It was just, I'm sorry, world. Okay. <laughs> just the way it came up on my screen. I am using tight VNC to connect to my Linux um, okay. guest from Windows. It seems more responsive than VNC on my home network. Mm-hmm. I am still trying to get VRDP to work on the virtual server. So I have some more questions. Number one, using the web browser interface, I don't get the virtual box pop-up window for the guests like I do when using the server console. Is this normal? Maybe we should do a question one at a time. He's got like, sure. a, a three-part question.
1: So you're trying to use the the interface that we demonstrated, uh, PHP VirtualBox, and you're not getting the window to log in. Oh, boy. That sounds like you've possibly got them the files in the wrong spot. Um, Hmm. Just make sure that when you're connecting, that uh, what do you see? Does it does it actually try to load PHP VirtualBox, or do you just never get there? Because using the web browser, you bring up VirtualBox to get to the guest, or are you talking about? It's too hard to understand. Like, are you talking about actually using your uh, when you're like, are you VNCing through your browser? See, I don't I don't quite get you. Sorry. Oh. We'll, we'll jump on to question Part number two. two, just because I, I'm unsure what you're asking there. If you're talking about PHP VirtualBox, which it sounds like it could be, then I would say um, you, you're probably connecting to, like, you've got the files in the wrong folder or with the wrong user uh, credentials or something like that. But I'll need more information in order to determine that for you so, or help you with that.
0: Sure so. thing. Cheers. Part two. Okay. How do I get my VirtualBox server to see my Unraid server so I can copy over images I created? I'm using static IP addresses on both servers.
1: Okay. Do you have access to browsing the network, um, accessing the internet, for example? First thing on a, on a VirtualBox compu- uh, computer, virtual machine, uh, I'll just bring up VirtualBox here. I, th- I hope I have it installed for you. There oh, it is. Yes. Theranos. Good, good, good. <laughs> <is a> <laughs> okay, so if you go settings to your your virtual machine and then go network, first thing you want to double check is that you're not set to NAT, right? You're set to bridged. You need to have a bridged adapter. Otherwise, you're not going to have access to – it's basically going to be its own beast. You want to have access to the physical network. Also, as far as promiscuous mode goes, you might want to select allow all if you're having trouble um, as that will just allow you to get out. And get in and you can use uh, software firewall if you need to on the uh, on the system itself that would be the first thing that i would check make sure that you're using bridged mode if you're not it's got its own confined little virtual network you want to be a part of the real physical network with real machines uh, and if you're not running in bridged mode you're not going to be able to do that you're not going to be able to ping or access any systems from there uh what was the guest the guest is what operating system
0: um so have Windows, virtual box server Linux, Linux. Have my Linux from device. Windows is that
1: right Linux guest from Windows okay um so with Linux being your guest you'll go to, you'll open your uh let's see sorry I'm just trying to grasp the the whole setup that you're going for here you're going to go into places wherever home folder whatever type SMB colon slash slash and then your IP address of the server right? So SMB is the Samba protocol, so SMB colon slash slash 192.168.0.7, if that's your server, is going to give you the list of Samba shares on that server, which might be your host computer, might be another computer on the network, Um, and then you can browse that. You can mount them just as you normally would, because it's like it interprets it as a physical computer on the network.
0: Hmm. Good. Okay, and... Part three of this question. Mm-hmm. Do I need a workgroup on the VirtualBox server since the Unraid server is running Samba? If so, how would I add it?
1: Um, no, you don't need a, a workgroup. Um, I think that it, it that it will, I mean, the way a workgroup works, I think it will prompt you for one during installation or something. I, it's been so long since I actually <laughs> physically installed Unraid. But I do know that Unraid shows up in a, in a workgroup category five on my network so at some point uh-huh. i told it it was a part of the category five work group so but whether you need to have it on a specific work group or not it doesn't matter i mean because you can browse between work groups it's not domains right so uh, but if you already are using a work group then you might as well assign it a work group that is the same and then you'll be able to browse it on the same work group uh, but it's not it's not a requirement at all so I'd like to just quickly back up, and thank you for your question. Yes, I hope that that's a, any amount of help. I'm, I'm not quite 100% following your, the, like the whole issue, but I hope that that's helpful. I uh, hope that I've got it somewhat. I, I, just, I, I had brought up the iFrog website, and so you're able to find more information about this. And there's the full URL. I'm going to post that in the show notes for episode number uh, one, uh, 239, and that's going to give us more information. It says that it works with the iPod Touch, uh, but it doesn't really tell me a lot about what systems it's compatible with, which, so that's something that I would like to know. Cool.
0: Very cool. I'm sure that
1: information's coming to their website. Brand new product. Because I know it's going to be like, a well, how do I know that it works? Well, we know it works with the Apple devices, but how many of you have Apple devices? Do you? What do you use?
0: got a little uh iPod
1: nano. Oh, okay. Now, th- the one thing is that it does have to have a built-in speaker.
0: See that would be problematic.
1: Mhm. With the nano. So, keep that in mind. Okay. It uses magnetic magic to Ooh, tap la into la. the speaker. Yeah.
0: Very cool. Um, I have a th- I don't I wouldn't call it a question.
1: Okay, first of all I should just say Maxwell sixty three oh seven, Greg in Texas uh thirty viewer points. Done.
0: Thirty viewer points for what? What did he do?
1: They put their foot down and said don't have any Apple products. Nuh-uh. Wow. Android only. G-dog, okay. same to you now everyone in the chat room is gonna me say too. i don't have any me apple too. products garby oh, a whatever yeah
0: me too <laughs> way to go yeah robbie yeah
1: here they come look at this yeah yeah yeah
0: <laughs> okay we're not just giving wow. away these points yeah so just no
1: first three
0: and we don't know we can't you might just be telling us <laughs> telling us stories yeah sheesh
1: Hey, oh we've boy. got, like, uh, literally just a couple of minutes here. Oh my oh, you, can I tell a story? Yeah. Is we it, love stories. We love, we
0: love, I love stories. stories.
1: Had a, a lady come into our office this week mm-hmm. and, and, well, no, last week, and she brought in her system, like, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, some, I don't know. No, it must have been later in the week. I should have thought this through. <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> sure. She came into the office, dropped off her mm-hmm. computer, we fixed computers, and she said, I've got a bad virus I can't I can't do anything I think it might have been the same thing that you had Possibly. where the desktop was wiped and there are all these pop-ups coming up and I can't do anything with my computer. And the technician who was putting the, the work order together for her just was asking her all the generic mm-hmm. questions. And, okay, well, what what were you doing at the time? And was there, you know, do you have virus protection? Are you using up-to-date virus signatures? And what have, what have you got in regards to that? And it turns out she didn't have a virus scanner and this and that and, and totally just made mm-hmm. it so that her system was inoperable. And I, I'm sitting there, and I'm overhearing the conversation, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm on Linux at my <laughs> desk, and we see these viruses all the time just destroying, you know, people's ability to, to be productive with their computers. And I, I take for granted that you know, myself, my wife, people who are on Linux don't have this problem, and it's fantastic not to have that problem like we just we, like I say we take it take it for granted but so the technician was asking her you know okay well how long have you had this computer is it is it older I bought it on Sunday she said
0: only a few days old
1: she bought it on Sunday Whoa. and to Thursday she's bringing it in and it is infected to the point of unusability
0: oh my goodness ah.
1: that summarizes Microsoft Windows to me so much that it's just
0: wow
1: i i mean i I was like at my desk going
0: <coughs> <laughs> don't want to laugh, but yeah,
1: but doesn't that just it kind of tell you a little bit about what the problem is mm-hmm. right now, and so you know i'm I'm on my Linux system, loving it, and you saw from my what pulse that I very minimally when I need to i use windows <laughs> we use windows to broadcast because it 's necessary, but we don't do anything else with that system. It's, it's strictly, <laughs> strictly broadcasting. Broadcast. I would never surf the internet with Windows.
0: No. But. <laughs> That's so unfortunate. That poor yeah, woman. It's sad. Oh, my goodness.
1: And, and what's the lesson that she learned? Well, because she doesn't understand Linux versus Windows. Mm-hmm. Doesn't understand that, well, Linux is free and you can actually download it yourself, mm-hmm. put it on a disk and install it on your computer, replacing Windows. So, what does she leave knowing that, well it's expensive to run a computer because there's all these threats out there. Well, Mm -hmm. no, it's the operating system that you, that you're being forced to use. Mm -hmm. So I'd encourage you if you, if you're, if you're curious about Linux, if you've heard the word Linux and you're not quite sure what it is, if it's a little bit scary for you, uh, it's not a scary thing at all. Um, it's uh, it's actually a very sophisticated, very easy-to-use operating system. I think you notice when, when I'm using it mm-hmm. up here on the screen. Uh, this is actually Linux that I'm using. And, and I encourage you to become a part of the show and, and ask us questions here at Category 5, because that's what we're here for. Pop us an email live at category5.tv. Uh, if you want to step away from Microsoft Windows and you don't uh, want to spend a bunch of money by buying a Mac, Linux is the ultimate alternative to, uh, to Windows on the PC. Uh, so... Talk to me.
0: Do it. Yeah. You can do that through our chat room. You can do that through the website. Through the Twitter machine. The Twitter. Um. What else? Send us emails. Yeah, there's loads of ways to get in contact with us.
1: Mm-hmm. We try our best to make it easy for you.
0: <laughs> yep. But
1: it's all on our website, category5.tv. If you're ever lost, that's our home base. So... Category5.tv will give you all that you need to get access to our community, get access to uh, to us, the hosts, and talk to us, get your questions in. Uh, we've got a forum that is becoming increasingly more and more active uh, since we just launched that uh, just under a month ago. So very good stuff. Mm-hmm. Folks, we have a year supply of Eco Alkaline's batteries to <gasps> give away. La la. Earth Day is coming up, and we want cheers, to cheers, uh, cheers do our again. part for the environment by giving you a year of environmentally friendly certified carbon neutral batteries. These are fantastic batteries. want you to find out more at cat5.tv slash eco. And when you're there, you'll see their Facebook profile, their uh, Twitter profile as well. Follow them on Twitter. Make sure you like them on Facebook. Retweet them on Twitter. Like their, tw- their uh, posts on Facebook. Get active in their social media. Get your friends to sign up and, and get your family members to, uh, to uh, you know, they've got Facebook too. They've got Twitter as well. Make sure that they get involved at cap 5tv eco. And uh, we are going to be putting your name in a draw for a year's supply of these. And we're going to be giving them away uh, just after Earth Day. This Sounds
0: year. good so. to me. Excellent. That is fun. Who doesn't love free stuff? We love free contests. stuff.
1: Free stuff, a year stuff. supply of batteries, folks.
0: That's so practical. That is a practical prize. Who doesn't prize. need that? Who doesn't need that? Everybody. And
1: they're good batteries. These aren't like the, the dollar store batteries. These no. are the ones that you you, you got. Really yeah, well. you get them from the <laughs> from the checkout aisle and you know, they're they're up there with the leading brands. I promise you that. Cat5.tv/eco you'll actually see uh, a third party Comparison to the leading national brands. And you'll see that they are uh, just as good.
0: Very cool. And
1: they're better because they're environmentally for the friendly. World. Better yep. for the world. I think that has a lot to do with it. 98% recyclable.
0: Hmm. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Pretty good, I'd say.
1: They're not rechargeable, invincible mutant. No. They will blow up. If you try, alkalines are Do not. generally not rechargeable. <laughs> they're also not flammable, and you can't eat them.
0: No, it's not, not what they're, they're for. They're not edible. No, no. <laughs> Different.
1: Wow, we, I think we covered a lot today. It just seemed like the time just flew by. Boom,
0: boom, boom, boom! Lots of stuff. Yep. Always happening.
1: Thanks everybody for your questions. <laughs> thanks for thanks yes. for you being here. Not always a, always My a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Have a fantastic week, everybody. That's that's all the time that's we've it. got. That's it. We're done. Unbelievable. Oh, we should check our poll, which is oh, yeah. still out there. Uh, how are yeah. we doing? How which, did we do?
0: Which memory stick?
1: It is going to be, oh, it looks one? like it could be Pleather. 61.9%. So 61.9. Yeah. So that's what it looks like. Pleather. It's going to have the Category 5 logo on it and uh, we'll make those available to you uh, off of our website as well <laughs> when they arrive and when they become available. Hey, thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Thank you for being here.
0: Thank you. And
1: we'll see you again soon. Uh, next time you are on the show, that is indeed when we're going to be talking about uh, technology, using technology in order to save ourselves money. I made the mistake last week of saying that it was this week. It's actually oh. the next time you're on. So check gotcha. out our calendar, cat5.tv slash calendar, to find out what's coming up. Very exciting stuff. So take it easy.
0: Bye, guys. Thanks,
1: everybody. Have a great week. Don't forget to send your postcards. Bye-bye.